are. It's bonus edition Catfish on Ice podcast. It is episode 54. We're bringing you bonus content here on the Catfish on Ice podcast because when something big happens, we got to get out there. We got to share it with you. And if you were following any kind of Preds content today, I think everyone already knows that our beloved Victor Arvidsson has been traded to the Los Angeles Kings. Rich, Yes. Go ahead and give me your thoughts, man. How are you feeling right now? I, have you kind of let the emotions settle a little bit? Are you feeling a little bit better about it, or how are you feeling? Um, so, yeah, so I wrote an article about it, the initial reaction, and I know you wrote one today, too. And the very first thing I said, very first line was, Coyle ripped the Band-Aid off. Like, yes. He just went for it today. Like, this is this is a, this is is a probably the biggest trade news we've had in that I can remember. It's been a while, and, and it but, could be the it could be the first it could be the first of many band aids we're about to rip off. Let's be honest. Yeah, I, yeah, I think I think that's what's going to happen. So yeah, I mean, you hate, I hated to see him go, you know, but I, I totally see why. It makes absolute sense. You know, he's he's degraded a little bit over the past few years, after or past couple of years actually, after that hit he took against St. Louis and. You know, you got to strike while the iron's hot, and if you can find somebody exactly. who's going to give you something back, I mean, that's that's a good deal. So I hate absolutely, it, but you know, yep. I don't so, yeah, hate so this it. is a, I'm right there. I'm right there with you, Rich. So again, this is a, we're bringing you a bonus episode of the Catfish and Ice podcast. Usually during the off season, we only record on Mondays, but me and Rich uh, both decided to uh, fire up the computers here and get a bonus yep. episode out because this is some pretty big news here. This isn't some regular player getting traded. This isn't something no. to overlook. This is a very major core piece of this team. A likable player, a fan favorite, mm-hmm. outstanding personality, funny, just everything you love about the Preds. Victor Arvidsson was part of that. That yep. 2017 Stanley Cup run we'll never forget. And so uh, the Jofa line is now broken up officially. We don't have to say that ever again. Well, we don't know about ever again. I mean, crazy things happen in well, sports true. all the time. And all they got to do is find another person with a last name that starts with an A. So oh, I wouldn't say that. But, um, again, that's why we're jumping on here to bring you this bonus episode. We'll go ahead and call it episode 54 because it is episode 54. Yeah. But it's really that's bonus good. edition. Um, again, our co-host, uh, Colin uh, Bluen, is in the middle of moving. And we really did just jump on here and bring this to you right on the fly. Because it's worth reacting to. We're going to get Colin's thoughts on it in the next episode. Next week, we'll be back to our normal schedule, we presume. But we really wanted to get on here and talk about Victor Arvidsson's legacy for the team. We want to talk about how we feel about this trade. Is the return fair? Are we feeling good about it? You know? And then, really, there's been a lot of big comments coming out today from David Poyle. Uh, courtesy of his interview he did on Nashville's 102.5 The Game, which is an ESPN radio affiliate. And so we're gonna, I kind of want to dissect some of those uh, comments he made. And, and really, this has everything to do with the expansion draft as well, mm-hmm. which we've already talked about in a previous episode that you should go listen to. And we've, you know, we, we, we knew that Victor Arvidsson was in these trade rumor circles. We knew about that. And so now, now it came to fruition. So here we are. So again, we are presented by uh, DraftKings. And if we got any new listeners uh, listening to the podcast for this bonus episode, welcome to the Catfish and Ice podcast. And we appreciate you being here. This is uh, Chad Mitten with Rich Howe, and we're down to co-host uh, Colin Blue and 
We'll be back next week. And so uh, let, let, let's go ahead and get the nuts and bolts of this uh, trade here. So um, it's really pretty straightforward. Victor mm-hmm. Harvinson's going to the uh, Los Angeles Kings, and we are getting a second-round pick in this upcoming draft that's about to happen. That's huge. That's big. So that's, that's really the main – uh, the main part of the trade, obviously. Mm-hmm. And then they're also getting a third-round pick in 2022. So they, they boosted that draft capital there. And now David Poyle's got some chess pieces to work with here. You have to wonder, is he wanting that draft capital to really make those draft picks, or is he trying to work out, out something bigger right now? Is he yeah. trying – is he still got Seattle on his mind? And I really, I'm leaning towards that. What are you thinking, Rich? I'm leaning towards that. I'm leaning that way too. Um, so yeah, he, the picks are awesome, and that's that's good. I uh, I would have thought that Arvidsson could have, you know, got they could have maybe got a little more, but I think, I don't think so. He, really, you don't I think, think we? So? I think I, I think we maximized it honestly yeah. because I mean, but give, give me your thoughts real quick, and then I'll let you know how kind of how well, I'm just, about it. This is what I was going to say. I think the 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 main piece of this whole thing was he cleared. Four point two five million in cap space, so that's that's that, a big that's part big. of it too. You know, you know they're gonna they're they want to do extensions for Ekholm and Forsberg, and they're gonna have to pay yep. Soros more money, and, and you know he's probably gonna try to go after Mikel Granlund, so he, he's freeing up some money to do stuff like that. And, and I, I really that, that yeah. more than the picks is what is what I really, that sticks out to me too. I think the freeing up the cap space is definitely a big part of it, mm-hmm. and. Yeah. I've been I've been leaning that way all off season. Just my gut instinct that he really mm-hmm. is going to make Poyle is going to make a big push to uh, re-sign Granlund, yep. and so that he has that capability now. He's got some money to play with with uh, Philip Forsberg, yep. and he's also going to have uh, space to work out a couple free agents, which is something else we talked about in the previous episode. You're going to have to go back and listen to the last episode we just put out yep. there. Uh, we, uh, me and Rich, both. Listed some free agents. Now there's some money to do that. Yep. And so uh, let's talk about Victor Arvidsson, though. Uh, we can't oh, we can't gloss over mm-hmm. his legacy with his team. I mean, just an outstanding player. He will for he won't be on the Mount Rushmore of Predators players, but he he's definitely in that second tier. I would put of all time oh, yeah. great Preds. And um, I mean, he he's part of that foundation when the Preds took that next step mm-hmm. into being a upper echelon. NHL team. That's kind of where I put I put put Arvidsson right in there. And mm-hmm. I, I remember I remember pretty vividly when Arvidsson broke onto this team, and just I remember seeing him on the ice, thinking, "Man, this guy's a little like a little go getter." Like, I mean, right. how is this guy not getting flattened by all these bigger players? And he yep. you know, like just I remember his relentless energy and his determination, and how he just didn't give up on plays. And when he first burst onto the scene, I'm telling you, opposing teams didn't know how to deal with him. Mm-hmm. He was just like, who is who is this little annoying little, like, player that won't go away, just keeps coming at us? And he was so fun to watch. Yeah, and so uh, – and he's only 28 years old. So – He's still got some years in him. We're not sitting here saying that he is, he is done and wow. he's washed up. And yeah. even David Poyle came out and said – I think he needs to change the scenery. Basically, is what he said. Yeah, and I actually so, saw. I actually saw that Poyle said something to the effect of like Arvidsson kind of wanted to leave as well. Did you read yeah, that as well? I did see that. Yeah, so, I, I I found that a little shocking. 
and also what was a little shocking was how candid Poyle has been about this. Whole he was thing. very candid today. Yeah, yeah. Let's go ahead, but uh, let, let's jump into that real quick because that is an yes. important part of it, and that's a big part of this whole thing. David Poyle uh, did his interview with uh, 102.5 The Game, the, the main flagship of the Nashville Predators. They do outstanding work. I love all the people involved in 102.5 The Game that cover the Preds. And so, um, yeah, so David Poyle was on, on 102.5 The Game today in Nashville. And go listen to that interview. You can probably check it out on their website mm-hmm. and listen to it in full. But the biggest quote I took from it was uh, Poyle on expansion draft, quote, if Victor Arvison was not protected, he would have been taken by Seattle, and that's who we would have lost. It definitely was a factor, not just losing Victor for nothing. Yeah. I mean, it's really – got to look at it from the grand scheme of things here. This is not a normal offseason for a lot of reasons. Mm-hmm. And the big one is the expansion draft. you got to think yeah. about things differently here. Mm-hmm. And so, Poyle made sure that we were going to get something out of Victor Arvidsson. Yeah. I and mean, basically, said, yeah, it just, that's just, that just tells you right there that, you know, when he did talk to Seattle, they were like, that's who we were going to take. I mean, that's who they he, absolutely would have taken. And he sent – he didn't send him to a division rival, a player – he. I mean, yeah, he's in the Western Conference with us again, but it's not like he's going to come burn us playing for, uh, you know, St. Louis or playing for Dallas mm-hmm. or playing that. That would make this sting all the more. Yeah. Could you imagine yeah. if he yeah. was playing for – if he went to St. Louis or if he went to Chicago? Oh, my gosh, if he went to Chicago. I mean, I'd be I, I'd be yeah. 100 uh, times worse right now. Yeah. Uh, but he went. He goes to L.A., okay. And I would love – I hope he I hope he bounces back. I hope, he, I, I hope he comes back and thrives in that system. Mm-hmm. And yeah, none of us are cheering against him. I can promise you that. And so um, I do think I do think it's a great return for him. Uh, so now the Preds have a load of draft picks coming up, even in this initial draft right here. They've got a lot to work with. Yeah. Like I said earlier, Poyle's got some chess pieces to work with here. He can get creative, and as much flack as David Poyle has gotten, a lot of it has been deserved. The guy is experienced. He is one of the best GMs in the game. He's mm-hmm. been around. He's been around the block plenty of times. He knows what he's doing, and you know that he likes having this, this draft capital here to work yeah. out some trades, to to talk to other teams. If there's a player he's looking for, or if there's a player he's trying to unload, yeah, a la uh, Matt Duchesne or Ryan Johansson. That's what I was getting ready to say. You know, yeah. he's going to be looking to try to get rid of. One of those two guys. I would I would not say both. Definitely one. And he and it's might help him with Seattle. You never know. Exactly. And so that's another thing. That's another thing from the uh from the quotes that we got from that is just you know, basically part of the uh draft the expansion draft strategy right now and the offseason strategy for David Poyle is trying to work out a pre draft deal with Seattle. To where that to where he already knows going into it who Seattle's gonna take. Yep. So I mean, David Poyle's not sitting on the sidelines here. He's no. not just he's just not letting things just happen the way they happen. He's being aggressive. He is trying to make this a one of the busiest off seasons we've seen from the Preds in a long time. And so uh well, he buckle kicked up. <laughs> he kicked it off he kicked it off with this one for sure. Yeah, I mean that was yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't call it a blindside necessarily because uh, Victor Arvidsson was in those trades circles already. Yeah. So it's not like he went and traded a player we didn't see coming necessarily. Right. But I mean, it still shocks you when you see it. It still shocks yeah. the system. And we all and we all talked about 
like the trade, but also we we talked about like Arvidsson would be a good fit to go to Seattle. So you know we kind yeah. of figured he was going to be maybe traded or moved, you know, in that fashion. But just it just you know you, you just hate to lose. And a big and a big shout out to uh, big shout out to the uh, the two uh, the two media members who broke the story, Elliot Friedman mm-hmm. and uh, Pierre LeBron yeah, of the yeah. Athletic. Uh, Big shout out to them because they're the ones that broke the story uh, initially, and so we were kind of following along with both of them mm-hmm. uh, t- to see. Because at first it was kind of like a rumor swirling around, like if they're working on it, this could very well happen. And then boom, it almost happened instantly. It did, and yeah. so that was that was. You know, we all, me and myself, and Rich and Colin, we all work day jobs. This is not our full time mm-hmm. uh, careers. We wish it was, but no, uh, we were all we were. We were all at work uh, following along, trying mm-hmm. to focus on our regular jobs. I'm sure all of our bosses were like, what the hell are you doing right now? Like, <laughs> get, back to, get back to work. Get back to work. Get back to work. But, uh, yeah, but, but in all seriousness, no, like that's what happens sometimes. And so uh, that was definitely a day. And, you know, early July when your team, unless your team, well, anytime in early July under normal circumstances, yeah. uh, you're kind of uh, – you're kind of on standby when it comes to hockey. Like you're not really like in check yeah. with it as much as normal. It's kind of the dead part of the calendar. So when something like that drops, you drop. Mm-hmm. You're you're just like, oh my god, what is going on? And yeah. so um, I'm looking up Victor Arvidsson's career stats here. Of course, yeah, he played I'm all of his. Yeah. So we uh, just because I mean we really do need to respect what he did, and he really was one of the best forwards on the Predators, oh, along yeah. with uh, Philip Forsberg for. A good little run there. I mean, mm-hmm. anyone who's out here trying to say that Arvidsson was, you know, a quick little flash beam and that he, he it, it really, like, didn't work out. They're just – they don't watch hockey. They don't follow this team very closely because he – yeah, yeah, he definitely tailed off towards the end he, uh, of his stint with the Predators. And there was, there was injury issues. There were a lot of – other factors going on that aren't mm-hmm. all on Arvidsson. And that's why I feel like this is a great deal for both teams. Yeah. I think if you're an LA Kings fan right now, you're happy. Uh, you're satisfied. Yeah. There's, there's some Kings fans out there running around and waving those pom-poms saying they fleeced us, saying they totally won this trade. And that's fair. That's yeah. fair. They might, think, it might. It might turn out that they do. But I think, be, I, I think both sides have to feel pretty good about this at this moment right now. Yeah. And so – do you kind of do you kind of agree with that, Rich? Oh yeah, I think so too. I mean, I, I obviously wish him well, and I hope he does succeed out there. But I think I think for both parties, this was a good move. I mean, we, they both kind of got something they wanted. So yeah. As far as Preds alum, I mean, you put Arvidsson right in that same category with uh, with uh, Craig Smith, mm-hmm. uh, just like players that you, it's easy to cheer for them, no matter who they're playing for, yeah. especially if it's for a team that's not a direct rival, which the Kings yeah. aren't. So. Um, yeah. For sure. So his 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 overall career stats: uh, 127 goals, 112 assists for 239 points. His plus minus. I know plus minus gets a little like overblown there, but plus 45. I mean, damn, yeah. that's still pretty damn good. Uh, the one that really sticks out to me that really just uh, it was a stat that just really showed that Arvidsson was having a hard time mm-hmm. getting uh, quality looks and and what was his shooting percentage? I mean. His shooting percentage plummeted to a six point six percent, which is just yeah. not Arvidsson. 
It's not anything. It's not anywhere close to his career averages. Um, I mean, let's let, just go back to 2018-19. Arvidsson had an 18.9 shooting percentage, uh, and I mean, come on now. So, or no, I'm sorry, 17.4 shooting percentage. I gave him a little too high. I'm sorry. I, I got a little mixed up there. That's still a great shooting percentage. And he scored. Uh, he scored 20. He scored. Uh, let's see how many goals he scored there. Yeah, that's his. That's the season he scored thirty four goals. Yeah, that was which is, which is a career high. And yeah. so, um, I mean, he's not far removed from that. From that. And so, if yeah. you're the Kings, if you're the Kings, you're hoping you can capture even seventy five percent of that. You know, and I they're going to win this trade. Uh, if you're the Preds, you're thinking, look, it's been fun. It was a great ride, but we've got to think about the future here. We yeah. can't keep this core intact any longer. This core is not mm-hmm. getting it done. You're the odd man out. You're probably not going to be the only odd man out. Let's be honest. And nope. so that's kind of what—that's kind of how it happened, you know. But his numbers speak for themselves. I mean, just an outstanding yeah. player. Uh, one thing that kind of shows that he was on the decline. I mean, he only put up 22 goals in his in the 91 games after the Robert Bertuzzo hit. Mm-hmm. 22 goals in 91 games. That's over 91 games, including the playoffs. Right. And five of those 22 goals came. In two different games. Yes. So you, you take out those large samples there, mm-hmm. knock it down to 17 goals in 89 games. I mean, the scoring yep. dropped off. So if you look at if you look at like the 2016, 17, like those three seasons up until 2019, I mean, he was on fire. I mean, he had 61 points two years in a row, and then in yep. 2019 he had the 34 goals, and even even getting hurt. In a shortened season for 2019-20, he still had 28 points. I mean, that's exactly. obviously lower than what he had, and that was when that was also when he got hurt or whatever. But then this season, just you know, he just had a rough time. And and also new coach, we got to think about that too. Maybe he didn't. Yeah. Maybe he didn't fit in well. So it's gonna be it's gonna be very very interesting to see how he plays in a new environment and in, and in on a new yeah. squad. And of course. We're all cheering for him, and we hope he has a, we hope he has a, uh, a really, a resurgence of his career. We really yeah. do. As long as he doesn't burn us uh, in in head to head action, well, he, he he can score a hat trick in every game he plays. As long as it's not against the Preds, and I'll be happy for him. Sure. And so, um, I got, we got one more thing to talk about here regarding this whole well, a couple things. First, yes. how do you think this affects the expansion draft strategy? Rich. Well, it kind of makes me think that he's seriously going to try to move Duchesne or Johansson. Somehow. You think he? You think he's gearing up for that? I, I mean, I do because he's going to put the he's going to put the full court press on trying to make that happen. Yeah, because you know he got he got rid of Arvidsson and he wanted to get something back for him, obviously. But in the situation with Duchesne and Johansson, <clears throat> he's just going to look to get rid of that salary. I mean, yeah. and that and I think that that's what he's kind of pushing towards, you know, I don't, I, I can't tell, you know, obviously don't know what he's thinking, but it just I seems almost, that's I almost picture thing. the name's escaping me, but I'm almost picturing the Seattle GM right now. Um, every time he, every time he tries to sit down and maybe have dinner or tries to sit down and <laughs> watch a TV show or sit down and unwind, his phone's ringing. And he has to roll his eyes and he's like, it's that David Poyle guy again. Oh my God. We got we gotta talk about we gotta talk about Johansson and Matt Duchesne again. Like yep. that's kind of what I picture yep. in my head's happening. Ron, Ron, so, uh, yeah. Our, uh, yeah, our 
fellow writer on Predlines, Max Greenberg's on chatting with us. He says, don't rule out five defensemen protecting. Yes. That's kind of what that, that's a really good point. Uh, Max yeah. Greenberg, a uh, fellow Predlines writer, go follow Max Greenberg. He puts a lot of really good articles out there and he's, we, yeah. we love having him on board for the Predlines.com uh, writing part of it that we do along with our podcast here. And Max has been on our show before and he'll be on mm-hmm. again in the future. So, we welcome you, Max, to come on anytime. Uh, so, yeah, that, that's kind of where I'm at with it. That kind of, you know, Alex Carrier is the fifth defenseman everyone's throwing around because um, who's to say that Seattle doesn't fall in love with a young defenseman who they think can shoot up like a rocket? I don't personally expect that to happen. I'm sticking clear. I'm sticking pretty strong with my prediction that I think Colton Sissons is going to be the one that we lose. But we'll see. I hate to lose him too. I just don't want to keep them all. Keep them all. Keep them all. Seattle, Seattle, you can't have any of them. We're sorry. Take, take Lucas B there. Yeah, right. Take him <laughs> off our hands, please. But uh, <laughs> no, but, all right. So that's kind of how we feel about that. Let's 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 leave this uh, bonus episode off with this. Who is on your short list of players who you think benefits the most from Victor Arvidsson's? void that he's going to leave behind because I'll say this right now. And a lot of people said this last season, there was a log jam of Fords. I mean, you were just trying to find like, like I felt like every, every night John Hines is like mm-hmm. shaking this little blender and he's trying to figure out, all right, we'll throw this player in this slot. We'll throw this player in this slot. There was no really strong consistency with this lineup until later in the, later in the season Mm-hmm. when perfectly enough, that's when the Preds started winning more often and started playing better. So mm-hmm. that's got to be a top priority. And I think Max Greenberg, Greenberg in one of his most recent articles actually talked about this. You've got you've to find more consistency with these lineups. And so part of that is getting rid of this log jam. And mm-hmm. so Arvidsson, not trying to discredit Arvidsson or come down on him or say, you know, say it in a bad way, but getting, you know, moving on from Arvidsson frees up some space for someone else to step up and take control. And everyone's been beating this drum about a youth movement for how mm-hmm. long now? Well, guess yeah. what? You can't say you're mad about the Victor Arvison trade, but then say you want a youth movement. Those two right. don't work together. Yeah, so okay. pick one. Pick a side and go with it. Yeah, Because this, this core hasn't worked. It hasn't. So yeah. I mentioned I mentioned three people. I mentioned two guys in my article. One of them obviously is Ellie Tolvanen. To give him, you know, he he, he did have, you know, I, his I think he would but I think even with Arvidsson on the line, he, he'd be in there. He, he would have, Def- yeah. But I mean, but it just maybe, maybe he gets more minutes, or maybe he may, right. it does clarify it, and he could also get more minutes yeah. on ice yeah. for it. Uh, it could elevate Tolvin in to a uh, top six role, yes, which he was already getting last season. So I'm right there yeah. with you on that. And then the other one was Philip Tomasino. You know, yeah. he's. I said, I said he's probably chomping at the bit, just trying to get. Oh, for sure, for sure. Roster, and Phil then Thomas, I know who, I know who you want to be. Well, Phil Philip Tomasino has thrived on every level of hockey he's ever played in since he yeah. probably put on skates. Yeah. I'm sure if he, I'm sure if he played in a five year old pond league, mm-hmm. I don't know if he did, but if he did, I'm sure he dominated um, that too. So uh, he he's like he's like a walking point per game machine. Yeah. So uh, so I know. The NHL is the only the NHL is the only level he's really has to show really has to show that he can do that on. 
which is the hardest level, obviously. So uh, we'll see. There's one other other guy, and I know you probably want to talk about him. Well, let me – so I got – I had Tomasino on my short list, but Mm -hmm. I have two different players from the players you listed. I'm going to start with Rocco Grimaldi. Oh yeah, and that's I wrote I wrote an article. I, I know we keep dropping our articles here, but that's oh. what we do. But I wrote an article maybe a week ago, mm-hmm. uh, talking about where does Rocco Grimaldi fit into this lineup going into next season. Well, this Victor Arvison trade kind of answered that a little bit for me. Not saying it sets it in stone or anything, yep. but Rocco Grimaldi is plays a very similar type of hockey as Victor Arvidsson. Yep. and so. I definitely think that Rocco Grimaldi, if he remains with this team, has a uh, has a new opportunity in training camp to maybe show the John Hines and show the staff, hey, you need to stop making me a healthy scratch here. I need to be in. I need to be in this lineup full time unless I'm injured. Well, he kind of he kind of proved that in the the one game he got in in the play or no, not the playoff. It was the last game of the season. What did he score like in the first? What was like minute yeah. and a half? And his like shot, and his shot is so like his shot has improved so much over time mm-hmm. since he's yeah. been with the Preds. I mean, he is a really deadly accurate shooter. Yeah. So uh, Rocco Grimaldi is is a big one that I think could definitely uh, yeah. benefit from this That's trade. And then the other one I have is Rem Pitlick, yeah. <laughs> who is uh, who is another player who plays a very mm-hmm. similar style. Who is yeah. a very relies on his speed to to just outskate people to get to the zone uh can has a really great offensive shot so uh we rip pitlick's been one of those players that's been waiting in the wings for a while now Mm -hmm. you know way longer than philip tomasino and so uh you're you're waiting for pitlick to finally get that chance and so i think with with arvidson still in the lineup maybe pitlick starts off in milwaukee with with Arvidsson out of the picture, of course we have to still wait and see how much this roster is going to change. But with Arvidsson out of the picture, I definitely boost Pitlick's chances of being in the starting lineup on opening night, or at least being on the NHL lineup. Maybe he doesn't start, but he's on the lineup. Like maybe he's a he's a scratch to open the season. So those those are kind of those are. But I agree with you on Philip Tomasino as well. Yeah, I think that would be that would be good to see him get in. I know, he, I know he wants to. I've read interviews with him, and he's like, I'm ready right now. Yeah. And that's what you want to hear from a player of his yeah. caliber. That's what you want to hear from any prospect, but definitely yeah. a prospect of that level. So yeah. this this Victor Arvidsson trade news really has multiple ripples, mm-hmm. a huge ripple effect. So um, we had to get on here and give you this bonus episode. Yeah. Plus, we just yeah. really love talking to all of you all. We really do, and so uh, our favorite team. This is so. this is definitely this is definitely the highlight of our weeks every week, and so we love doing it. We appreciate everyone who listens, who downloads the podcast. Give us a review on Apple, Spotify, um, iHeartRadio. We're on all the major podcast platforms. Yep. We are presented by DraftKings. We still got the uh, awesome promo code going for you with THPN on the NBA playoffs. To pick an NBA team of your choice. You're down to th- uh, two teams now. It's the NBA Finals. Oh. So. You want to bet on the Phoenix Suns or the um, wow? Who's the other team? <laughs> I don't watch. I don't All watch right. it. Either. We're really testing our NBA knowledge. Maybe know, there is three teams left. Well, the Phoenix Suns is the official Catfish and Ice podcast team, NBA oh, team. Right. 
I bet yeah, Max so, Greenberg knows. Max Greenberg, so, tell us, tell us who the other team is. So quick. we know, we know the Suns are in there, um, but I, I, I can't remember if the Milwaukee Bucks are in it or not yet. But either way, either way, you probably, if you're going to bet on basketball, you definitely know more than we do. So go use our promo code uh, THPN and bet on the NBA team of your choice, and you can uh, win a hundred dollars in free site credits. All you have to do is put a dollar on the line, and uh, of course. Um, go to DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for more details on that. So, yeah, have fun with that. Max Greenberg says the Suns are waiting for whoever is out of the Hawks and the Bucks. Oh, okay, uh, the Hawks. That yeah, was the Hawks, team that was – that's, that's the team that was uh, escaping me. Hey, wait, that that's – how ironic would that be? Wait a minute, I just connected the dots here. Our buddy Colin, our co-host, is moving to Atlanta mm-hmm. – and he might have to. He might. He might be moving to the city that's going to be playing against his beloved Phoenix Suns. That's going to be weird. Yeah. yeah. He won't so we'll have, to, we'll have to. Uh, I kind of want to see the Atlanta for the sake of uh, drama. I kind of want to mm-hmm. see the Hawks uh, make the finals yeah. now, just so I can see uh, Colin have a uh, have to deal with yeah. that down in the, down in his new city. And Colin's not a fair weather fan. He's one. Oh, of those, no, he's no, got no, thirty he's years. Diehard. He's got like thirty years invested in this. He's team. diehard. He's like. He's like uh, He's diehard. Diehard Suns fan. So. All right. And, of course, we are also part of the Hockey Podcast Network. So, if you've got a, another hockey team you follow, then uh, the Hockey Podcast Network has a podcast for you. So many great podcasts One uh, out there. And so, go follow at, at HockeyPodNet to see all the awesome podcasts that are on part of the network that we are so fortunate to be a part of. And so, uh, yeah, check we're – Check out the Kings podcast. I'm sure they're talking about yeah. this. <laughs> I think they're called the Kings Realm – I think it's called the Kings Realm podcast. Yep. I think you're so, right. So, yeah, I'm yeah. sure they're going to – I'm sure they're going to talk about Arvidsson in the next episode for them. So, uh, do you got anything else for us, Rich, real quick before we get out of here? No, no it was just – it was like, you know, June was a was a kind of a, a lull in news, and then we – you know, the very first day of July we had the big uh, bomb drop. I wouldn't say it's a huge bomb. We kind of saw it coming, but big news. Biggest news we've seen in a while. It's still, big, it's still big news to see a, a player in the core get traded yeah. away like that. So uh, that's kind of what makes it so big. And so, uh, yeah, we are just super pumped right now as mm-hmm. uh, things will start ramping back up in July. And so, uh, again, thanks for joining us on this ride. And don't forget, we will start planning for this Catfish and Ice podcast meetup uh, at Nissan Stadium in February. So stay tuned for that. We're going to work on some really fun stuff with that. So until then, this has been the bonus edition of the Catfish and Ice podcast, episode 54, reacting to Victor Arvidsson being traded to the Los Angeles Kings for two draft picks, one this year in the second round and one in 2022 in the third round. And so uh, we will react more to this in next week's episode, which will come to you on Monday. Colin Bloom will be back with us for that episode. So stay tuned. Follow us on social media at Catfish Ice on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, where we uh, a lot of times we'll put out our what we're planning for the episode. So until then, it's been great seeing y'all for some bonus content, and we will see you next week. Everyone enjoy their weekends. Happy Fourth of July to all of our listeners as well. We hope you have a great time with your families. Uh, do some cookouts. Play some lawn games, do whatever it is you do with your family to celebrate holidays. Happy 4th of July to all of our listeners. Yeah, and we will see you next week. And good luck to you, Victor Arts.
Yes. 